Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. I'm excited to share another guest interview with you today. Diana Morris is a clarity coach, speaker, and author who empowers individuals to make decisions and take action with clarity and intention. Through her coaching and signature Define, Align, Decide framework, she gracefully guides her clients and students through the journey of self-discovery so they can confidently answer the question of what now without being stuck in the how and the why of things outside of their control. Diana's coaching style has been described as Oprah meets Yanla Van Zant, which she finds most flattering. For more information on Diana and her work, visit dianaramorris.com and follow her on Instagram, Diana R.A. Morris. Diana, welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here and to speak with you and get this information out there. Yes, ma'am. I've been so looking forward to this conversation because I love whenever I catch what you're sharing on Instagram, I feel like you put so much great content out there from things that are funny and like grab my attention to things that are really insightful and helpful. Yay. I'm glad to hear that. The content creation piece is always important to get, you know, thoughts out there and help people carry on with their day in life. Yes. Cause what are we doing when we show up on Instagram as a consumer, we're there to be educated and entertained. And I feel like you do such a great job of both of those pieces. And I, yes, absolutely. I really resonated with something you shared a while back about feeling fear and moving forward anyway. And I think I loved it so much because we do feel fear. Like that is something that we all experience and it's a normal common part of life that doesn't have to always stop us in our tracks when we're not like faced with a bear, you know, something Mm -hmm. actually where fear needs to come into play. So I was Mm -hmm. wondering if you could speak to that point a little bit of what feeling fear and moving forward anyway looks like for you. Yeah, I think the way you set that up in terms of talking about, you know, the bear in the woods and like back in the day when we're hunting and gathering and doing all of that, Fear was something that enabled us to leave the cave, go get the berries and return home, right? Because it taught us or enabled us to know when there was danger, when there were things we need to stay away from, et cetera, et cetera. And as we have evolved and as time has, you know, brought new challenges and new opportunities and new ways to live, that fear looks different. So while it might not be the bear that's going to come up behind you, it might be the conversation that you're avoiding because you're not sure what's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So when I think about, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, the most concise way to explain it is like the definition of courage is being able to do something in spite of the fear you feel. 
And there's this emphasis of, you know, just be courageous and just do this thing as if it exists outside of that very natural reaction. And it's not the case. Like you need to feel the fear um, because that's letting you know, you know, what might be on the other side of it, what dangers might exist, but pushing through otherwise because you still have the faith of what's possible and the faith that things might go right for you. Yes. So where does that faith come from? For me, I've noticed that it comes from learned experiences, right? I think we all take action based on what we know or what we've been told or what we've seen happen to other people. And for me, I know in my life that I've made it through the every single difficult moment I've experienced. The fact that you and I are having a conversation right now is a testament to the fact that I can do hard things in the words of Glennon Doyle, like I can do things I can have struggles, I can be upset, I can be disappointed, and yet I'm still here. So that's inherently proof that it will work out. It may not be the way I imagine, it may not be the way that I can speak to in this very moment, but at the end of the day, having faith in myself and my capacity to be okay regardless of what comes up is really the driving force beyond the fear that I might be feeling or experiencing in any given moment. Yes. Yes. That's so good. And it's, it's really valuable point because no matter who you are and what you've been through, you have faced challenges and things have Mm -hmm. gone ways that you didn't expect. And yet you're still here to feel the fear and you'll just make it through. You always do until it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So Now I have to ask you, what role do you think intuition plays in this intersection of fear and courage and action? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I define or I think of intuition as, you know, that little gut twinge you feel sometimes and you can't really explain what it's telling you or why it's popping up. And it might not even be loud. It might just be like the slightest whisper that you just, mm-hmm. you, just, you just have this knowing of like, what, there's something off here. I need to either slow down or I need to move towards it. And one thing that I've noticed, you know, when I'm working with clients is we get so used and, you know, we've been kind of programmed and indoctrinated in this way of living where we want to know the thing, right? Humans want to cling to certainty. So we're looking for well, what is the next step? What am I supposed to do? What is the path I'm supposed to take? And we look for that answer outside of us. And so often, and this is what I tell folks I work with, like you already know exactly what it is you want to be doing. You already know exactly what the next move needs to be for you based on where you currently are standing. And it's getting to a place where we can start recognizing what that little voice, what that little whisper looks like for us. For some people, it's a sinking feeling in their gut. For some people, they might get goosebumps. For some people, it's like a hardcore nuh-uh or a, yeah, I need to do this thing. And it's really about sitting with ourselves in silence and removing all outside noise so that we can get to know what our voice sounds like. Because that intuition is going to be the compass and the North Star that's going to let you know when you're on the right path or when you need to take a detour or when you need to change your mind or whatever you know crossroads you might be facing, getting to a place where you trust yourself because you are the expert on you. 
even if you don't yet know it. You know yourself more than anyone else can possibly know what's capable or what's uh, possible for you. Totally correct. Why do you think we as humans crave that outer wisdom beyond what is already inside us? Oh, there's so many reasons I can think of, right? Because it goes back to the example we talked about earlier about the bear in the woods and the hunting and the gathering, right? We needed people to tell us which berries are good and which berries aren't good. So we look at the people around us um, to share their own experiences, to share their own understanding. And I'm all for that, right? I'm all for looking at other people as a mark of what's possible. The potential issues I see is when people use other people as a benchmark of what's required. Mm -hmm. And that's where you start thinking, well, because this person did this thing and got that result, if I want that same result, I have to do the same thing they did, as opposed to saying, all right, if they got that result, I now know what's possible. Let me figure out all the ways that I can get to that place in the way that works for me and is really true to who I am and the life I want to live. So, I mean, we are people, people, right? I think, especially now as we're navigating quarantine and lockdowns in different places and whatever phrases you want to use, we now know how important it is and how much we crave that connection um, because no person is supposed to do life alone. It just gets into a tricky area when you start looking at other people. Again, is that mandate of what you need to be doing in order to have whatever it is you're looking for, as opposed to looking at other people as examples of what's possible so that you can then start cultivating the path and the answer that actually works for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's this delicate balance of being Mm -hmm. amongst others and letting others expand your view and support you and potentially guide you, but Mm -hmm. then also being able to turn inward and really know, like you said, your North star and that guiding element all comes from within. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I refer to, which you're mentioning a lot is this like momentum of life is kind of how Mm. I've labeled it, which is like all outside forces, other people's opinions or what we think they might be the list of shoulds that we carry around with us, expectations, all of those sorts of things. And I know that it can be hard for people to identify what is intuition and what is the momentum of life. So for mm. you, how, how do you distinguish that in your own life and in your clients? Yeah, that, and I love the way you phrase that of the momentum of life. That's a really good, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. <laughs> and I, a lot of it comes down to just trying, right? Because it's very easy to sit here and say, well, in an ideal situation, you'll be able to do everything that feels right for you. And then you'll live a happy life and get all the things you want. And sure, you also don't know until you know. You also don't know until you start sitting with yourself and asking questions of, okay, well, where did this come from? If this is the thing that I think I have to do, if this is something on my list of should, where did this come from? Is it mine or is it someone else's? And really sitting down and taking the time to unpack the stories that we're carrying around, right? Because those stories 
are going to inform the actions we take, the decisions we make, and the inaction and indecision we face. So seeing what's actually yours versus what's been given to you by others um, takes a lot of reflection. It takes a lot of humility. Um, it takes a lot of humbleness to really get to the core of, all right, of the things I've done to date, do they actually reflect me or do they reflect an image of me that I think other people want to see um, or an image of me that may have been crafted outside of my control? So it's really that reflection piece and approaching it with a, like a curious compassion or a compassionate curiosity. Um, not to say, you know, you did things wrong or you're in the, you know, you're messing things up, but really getting to the core of why you're doing the things you're doing and how it actually plays into the bigger picture for yourself. Yeah. And do you think that takes time or do you think that if a young person is listening and they're feeling that desire to really know themselves, do you think it's possible in various stages of life? Absolutely. I think it changes at various yeah. stages of life as well. Right. Cause I think back to the person I was my freshman year of college, right. I was going to be a psychology major to become a forensic psych psychologist I want to be like criminal minds. <laughs> and as I got to know myself, I realized, you know what, I actually don't like science. And that's kind of important <laughs> for this whole thing. So that's where that experience comes in. You need to get more information in order to take action, right? And in order to get that information, it's through the experiences you're having, through the conversations you're um, being part of, through the mistakes, quote unquote, mistakes that you're making. So absolutely, you can figure out who you are in this moment while also giving yourself the space to evolve as you learn more about yourself, as you learn more about what you need, um, what you want to contribute, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And I love that because there's so much in many people's minds that desires a fixed point, mm -hmm. a, an end point, a, a forever, like this will always be this way. I will always be this way. I am X, Y, Z. And what you said speaks to the evolution and the growth that we go through. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's kind of forced upon us in different situations yep. and other times we can ease into it. Um, but I'm just wondering when it comes to that, sometimes other people's opinions can really play a factor in those pivots and shifts. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm curious to know how you've navigated when other people in your life didn't understand or support you, especially in those like pivotal shifting moments. Yes. Um, that support, you know, tying back to the fact that we, we are all people, people, right? Whether you mm. are introverted, extroverted, whatever you want to call it, you still need people around you. Um, and it's very hard sometimes when the people closest to you are not able to support you in the way you need, or they don't show up in the way that you would like them to. And one of the things that I am reminding myself, especially as I go through, you know, pivots and learning and getting to the next phase of what my life looks like is at the end of the day, it is my responsibility to create and protect the life I want to live. It is not anyone else's. Sure, they can support me. Sure, they can cheer me on. Sure, they can be witness to it. But the vision I have for myself is my vision. It wasn't given to somebody else. 
So it's not for someone else to understand. It's not for someone else to validate. It's not for someone else to approve. I can let them know, all right, here's where I'm going. I'm more than happy for you to be along with me on this journey. And if you find that you can't support me in this way, then I will let that be your story and we'll find a different way for our paths to intersect. And this isn't to say like to cut people off because again, we need people. It is to say to protect the life you want to live and not allowing the external opinions or expectations or hopes and dreams and desires of other people to cloud what is yours, right? Mm -hmm. We all only get one shot at this thing. And the more time we shrink ourselves um, in order to fit into other people's expectations, that's the less time we have to be the truest version of us and take advantage of what we're here to do. Yes. Yes. And that ties back to what you mentioned earlier about being able to get still and quiet enough to connect to your intuition, to connect to your journey, your vision. So do you have practices and things in place in your everyday life that help you do that? Yeah, it first comes down to, I categorize it as internal noise versus external noise, right? So internal noise is your own personal hopes, desires, dreams, expectations um, that are informed by the previous experiences you've had, things you've you know gone through, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas external noise is what I call, you know, everyone else's hopes, desires, beliefs, experiences Mm -hmm. based on their own experiences, understandings, and all of that. So having that just, you know, that breakdown is really helpful for me to start categorizing things Um, because this isn't to say one type of noise is more valuable or better than another um, because there are times where your own internal noise might be holding you back, right? Imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. that fear, um, blah, blah, blah. And then external noise is actually there to support you and remind you of who you are, what you're here to do. So really practicing discernment and really taking time to reflect is something I'm very big on. And, you know, sitting down and I journal often, I, you know, list out things I'm grateful for, list out things that, you know, I intend to do with my day, list out the overall vision um, that I'm working towards. What, what is the point of this, right? And I think being able to tie yourself to a bigger picture helps you even in the most mundane moments. Because if I can say at the end of all of this, here are the things I want, this is what I want my life to look like, I'm not going to be as frustrated on a Thursday afternoon when someone at my full-time job is annoying because I realize that that's only one part of the bigger picture and I don't need to invest or um, put too much weight to that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get that through journaling and through Mm -hmm. categorizing and kind of being able to have that discernment. Is there anything else that kind of supports you in that practice? Yeah, definitely working with my coaches, right? Because when Mm -hmm. I talk about possibility and seeing, you know, what other people are doing and using it as a hint of what you also could be doing, I know for, you know, the greater vision that I talk about, the bigger picture, I want to live a life where I'm able to impact as many people as possible. And for now, that looks like coaching. And I realize that I only know as much as I know. So looking for people to be supportive, to be I call it my committee um, of people like my board of directors 
um, that I go to and just really cultivating those people and letting them know, hey, here's where I'm struggling right now. Here's where I'm confused. Can you just like help me with a gut check and having that sounding board to bounce off of? Um, so between the reflections with myself, practicing that discernment, giving myself permission to change my mind whenever I want to change it, um, really go into the people who I've selected to help me on this journey is another piece. And they each serve a different role and come in in different uh, ways as well. I'm so glad you said that because yeah, it's like coaches need coaches, you know, guides Mm -hmm. need guides. And we all have these um, blind spots that are also huge gifts and opportunities and being able to, like you said, surround yourself with a committee of people who can serve and support you and nudge you and like bring you back to a place where you're looking within when you're feeling like you have to get the answer from the outside. Like that is Mm -hmm. just so good. Mm -hmm. You, uh, you're a published author, Diana, and I know that you share sneak peeks of your book, The Clarity Workbook on Instagram. So mm-hmm. many of the listeners here have aspirations and dreams of publishing a book one day. So I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about the process that you went through to create the book, um, just to kind of hear a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So this, the workbook I put together um, was really an extension of the work I was doing with my clients and realizing that not everyone is ready to work one-on-one with someone or be part of a group program. So I wanted to equip them with something that they can you know, do on their own. So it's filled with activities and exercises, um, reflection prompts. It's also a hybrid journal so that you know, independently, you can do a lot of what we're here talking about. And the process for writing the book, um, it's my second one that's focused here. So I'll talk about the first one I wrote, um, because I think that really set the stage. So for that one, I've been talking about writing a book ever since I was younger. Like my mom has books that I used to write um, when I was in elementary school. So it's always been a thing, but I never really thought it was a real thing, right? I thought it was like a fleeting idea, fleeting aspiration of like, oh, that'll be cute to write a book. Um, And it wasn't until I actually got laid off from my first real-time job out of graduate school that I was like, you know what? I'm ready to do the thing that I keep saying I want to do. And I bring up the layoff that happened, which is a whole nother story we can talk about another time. Um, But what that experience taught me was that I was investing so much time and energy into other people's vision, mission, and goals. And I was neglecting my own vision, mission, and goals. I didn't even really know what that looked like. And for me, writing the book was an opportunity to do the things that I had been putting off for no good reason. Like there was no reason for me to not do it. So I say that and I start, you know, the answer to your question with that, because if you're sitting here saying, well, one day I'm going to write a book, what does one day mean? What are you Mm -hmm. honestly waiting for? Whether it be to write the book, to do the thing, whatever it is you're waiting on, what is going to be the magical moment that's going to come and let you know, oh yes, today is the day. And when you're able to remove that self-imposed obstacle, then you're able to move forward. So I wrote the book after years of a delay. I wrote it in a couple of months. And then I, you know, worked with a designer, a layout artist to create the cover, create the in, like interior. Um, 
I got an ISBN number. So I went through the official process. I self-published it, um, which was uh-huh. another thing that I just wanted to do it. I didn't want the validation or having to wait to pitch and query agents and do all of that. Um, so I used Ingram Spark, which is an online uh, publishing platform. Um, so you can do print on demand um, and really sourcing out the parts I couldn't do, right? I'm not a designer. So working with a designer to do that. I know what I write, like I'm a writer, but I need an editor, someone else to look at it after I've stared at it for so long. So I worked with an editor. So really um, not trying to do all of the things and focusing on what I was able to do and why I wanted to do it was kind of the big summary of how that book came to life. And that set the stage for the Clarity Workbook you just mentioned. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Do you have plans for another book in the future? I do. So I bought a pack. So the ISBN numbers, they came in a pack of 10. So I've used two so far. So I've got eight more numbers to use. I think I'm going to do eight more books at some point. They'll get written. I just haven't been inspired yet. I love that. You're like, there's eight in the future. They're coming. I'm just waiting for them. But they're exactly. (laughs) That's so wonderful. Well, I have two more questions for you. First, Mm -hmm. what is something that you're celebrating right now? Right now, I am celebrating the fact that I am positioning myself to be the person that I'm here to be. Um, So I mentioned earlier my coach and working with this individual, we just started, I'm part of a, like a mastermind, a group coaching program. And I won't even lie, the investment in this person was terrifying. Okay. (laughs) There was a whole bunch of fear before I slid my little credit card over. But what I'm so proud of myself for doing, what I'm so happy to celebrate within myself is that I bet on me. And I think seeing that I'm able to bet on myself because I know that the fear I feel in the moment pales in comparison to what I'm going to be doing um, is something that doesn't always happen. And I'm really proud that I, you know, I'm showing up for myself in the place I am today and showing up for myself in the place that I'm going to be getting and putting myself in a position to get there as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible. So then I can do the work and help the people who need me to show up um, in the way that I'm going to be able to through working with this person and having that support. So that's what I'm celebrating. Yeah, that's totally something to celebrate. And it's really just kind of takes us full circle to the beginning of like feeling that fear. And Mm -hmm. I think so many people can relate to that investment piece too, when you're like, oh my goodness, like, I know this is really going to help me, but I also, oh, like it's just Mm -hmm. such an uncomfortable feeling, even when you know, you can handle it. So good for you. And then my next question is, what are you cultivating? Right now I am cultivating patience and expansion at the same time, because, you know, mentioning the coach and really recognizing that this is the tip of the iceberg for me, because I've seen what's possible, right? I already have used my imagination. I talk a lot with my clients about having the audacity to imagine what your life can look like and having the audacity to live that life in this moment. 
Um, so I think, you know, opening myself up to things that I yet don't know exist, but will exist because I'm going to create them. And then having the patience to let the process unfold, having the patience with myself to, you know, outsource when needed, to call in reinforcements as needed, to celebrate the little wins and not try to be on someone else's path and just honor and be thankful for the path I'm on. So that expansion piece and that patience piece, because I'm not usually a patient person. So <laughs> this is something I'm tapping into. Mm, I love that. I I've really been called this year to an idea of having expansion with ease. And that really mm. relates to that patience part because you look at nature and she just expands and she mm -hmm. doesn't care about other people's timelines or what you want your flowers to do. <laughs> like <laughs> she's going to, she's going to bloom when she wants to bloom. And mm -hmm. so there's this unhurried nature to the real order of things that mm -hmm. when we can tap into it, there's so much magic there and patience feels good once you can kind of let go of that wanting it now kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Yes. And knowing the difference between patience and stagnation oh. is also something to just add to this, right? Because when it's intentional patience, like I'm putting in the work and I'm waiting to see what comes out of it versus, well, I'm just going to wait for one day to start. Those two are very different things. Um, so again, having the discernment and the wisdom to know the difference so that you can set yourself up for, you know, the flowers to bloom in the way they're supposed to bloom. Don't be mad that you can get flowers if you didn't plant seeds. So, yes, you you got to plant them and water them yes. and make sure there's sunshine. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So that's the other half of that as well. Totally. You're so right. Diana, I have loved this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. I've been nodding with everything you've said, and I know there's <laughs> going to be so many people listening who just appreciate you sharing your magic with all of us. Thank you so much. I love this conversation. I'm so happy to share this moment with you. Yeah. Can you tell us how anyone listening can get in touch with you and follow you on your journey? Yes, absolutely. So if anything here sparked an idea for you, want to talk about it a little bit more, um, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle again is Diana R.A. Morris. My website is also dianaramorris.com. And I have a starter guide. So if you're in a place right now where you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what do pivots look like? What does fear look like? How do I move beyond that while still being practical? Um, because, you know, we got bills to pay, capitalism is still a thing. So I have a starter guide, an opportunity for you to find fulfillment and your identity outside of your job title and resume. Um, so if you go to dianaramorris.com slash starter guide, you'll be able to download that and see a little bit more about what I discussed there. Ooh, that sounds good. Thank you so much, Diana. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much as well. All right, friends. I'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.